One of my most favorite corners of the internet is the Vsauce channels on YouTube. They're very educational and entertaining. And a few days ago, I came across a video from the Vsauce 2 channel, and it's titled The Invention of Music. It's actually packed with a lot of interesting information about music, but one part that actually stood out to me talks about people who lack musicality. It's a condition known as amusia, and an estimated 4% of humans have amusia and therefore cannot recognize pitch changes. And this not only makes it impossible in some cases to recognize uh, music and have musical memory, but it also causes problems in distinguishing between key speech patterns like um, differences between statements and questions. Another condition is called musical anhedonia and it prevents people from experiencing physical responses that others usually experience while listening to music, like getting chills for example. It's obviously a sad state of affairs that some people cannot enjoy music the way that others do, but I think there's still a way that remains for them to connect with music, and that is through lyrics. Hi everyone, it's Jailan, and I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of Lyricalize. In our first episode, we took a trip down memory lane and we talked about The Dangling Conversation by Simon Garfunkel. Today though, we are pressing the forward button and we're going to talk about a more recent and really special song from a band that I believe, among others, kind of contributed to the emotional education of an entire generation. The band is Florence and the Machine, and we're going to talk about the last song from the band's 2018 album called High's Hope. Uh, the song is called No Choir, and before we begin, let's just take a minute to listen to Florence Welch talking about No Choir in a 2018 interview with BBC Radio 1. stuff and letting go you know yeah. letting go of a lot of more controlling aspects mm. of who I am and it but it is in the letting go of control that you find you are more comfortable in yourself mm. you know that's what the last couple of years have been a lot of like letting go and happiness wasn't the enormous it I mean it is the happiness you get from doing like Glastonbury I don't even know if you can call it happiness it's yeah. just like being on drugs like yeah. you're like this is coming down at some point you know yeah. like it's so high it's terrifyingly high I can yeah, imagine yeah it's and from a gig as well but kind of the moments of just sitting on a sofa with someone that you really care about watching TV I'm like this is kind of it and and that really is what what life is you know life mm. isn't the huge things it's all the little stuff in between and if you can learn to live presently to appreciate all the little stuff then I think it's become quite important for me to have a life in between the the big stuff and I started to really treasure that and the more that you take care of yourself and and also that you you learn to take care of others and to like look outside yourself the more you come to appreciate like the little things mm. which I've found great happiness in in the last couple of years. Florence, thank you so much. 
I want to start by reading the lyrics of the song. It goes like this. And it's hard to write about being happy, because the older I get, I find that happiness is an extremely uneventful subject. And there would be no grand choirs to sing, no chorus could come in, about two people sitting doing nothing. But I must confess, I did it all for myself. I gathered you here to hide from some vast, unnameable fear. But the loneliness never left me, I always took it with me, but I can put it down in the pleasure of your company. And there will be no grand choirs to sing, no chorus will come in, no ballad will be written, it will be entirely forgotten. And if tomorrow it's all over, at least we had it for a moment. Oh darling, things seem so unstable, but for a moment we were able to be still. And there will be no grand choirs to sing, no chorus will come in, no ballad will be written, this will be entirely forgotten. The first thing you may have noticed is that the song is actually really short, which it is, but we will find enough stuff uh, there to talk about. Another thing that you notice with the beginning of the song is how the general vibe of the song is simplicity and finding happiness in the small things. And so it kind of seems perfectly fitting that the way the song begins is exactly that, uh, simple. It begins with clean vocals and piano comes in gradually. The first line is, and it's hard to write about being happy. And I always love it when songs or articles or book chapters or basically any form of written medium begins with a conjunction like and or because or but. Um, it's an immediate attention getter and it kind of makes you wanna catch up uh, having seemingly entered this train of thought midway and this continuity from another thought that the writer is having which is sort of inaccessible to me it really just gets me engaged and reinforces the genuineness of the lyric and I can't quite put it into words but I implore you to think of how differently this line would have hit if Florence began with just it's hard to write about being happy the next line says, Because the older I get, I find that happiness is an extremely uneventful subject. And there are always so many great wisdoms in Florence and the Machine lyrics, and this is one of them. And it can be a pill that's kind of hard to swallow, but happiness really is uneventful. And the first time I listened to this song, uh, this line kind of took me a bit by surprise because it sounded very grounded and real, whereas most uh, Florence and the Machine lyrics, in my experience, were sort of imaginative and full of imagery, and it was just very refreshing. Moving on, the song goes on with um, And there would be no grand choirs to sing, no chorus could come in about two people sitting doing nothing. And another refreshing thing about this song is its structure. You'll notice that the first chorus is different from the other two, and the verses are also sung differently and have different lengths. 
Uh, and this sort of loose and laid-back structure is a nice tie-in with no chorus. And I think it can also be taken as a reference to the usual way that Florence and the Machine songs sound, which is basically grand choirs singing and pivotal choruses. The last part, about two people sitting doing nothing, uh, for me kind of just represents one of the most important aspects of a relationship, be it romantic or not. There is a certain pleasure in being able to sit and do nothing with uh, someone and truly feel satisfied. And as Florence herself puts it in another interview, uh, she says, quote, It's literally a song about not doing anything and sitting on a sofa with somebody that you really like. And this may bring you back to the scene we explored in uh, the last episode when we talked about the dangling conversation. And the song was talking about two lovers who are also doing nothing, but in an entirely different context. And it's just amazing how different these two songs are, even though they kind of depict the same scenery. The next part begins with, But I must confess, I did it all for myself. I gathered you here to hide from some vast, unnameable fear. And the first part kind of acknowledges a sort of selfishness that I think is present in most relationships. And it's a really mature perspective and I love that it kind of uh, reinforces paying attention to your own needs and expectations of a relationship. And by the way, I do not think the lyrics apply exclusively to a romantic relationship. Uh, Florence uh, continues by saying, I gathered you here to hide from some vast unnameable fear. And I think that the use of the verb gathered here is very interesting. At first it gave me the impression that she was talking about a group of people, but I did a little digging and I found that gather could be used to mean to embrace, to bring close or wrap around. Some fans on Genius.com interpreted this line as talking about Florence and the Machine concerts, which I think is a valid interpretation, but I still strongly believe that it talks about one person. Some vast unnameable fear is kind of perfect in its vagueness. Um, we all have general anxieties and uh, we attempt to escape from them all the time. And sometimes we can do that through a meaningful relationship. And the vagueness doesn't downplay the fear, but it rather intensifies it and makes the line very relatable. The song goes on with, but the loneliness never left me. I always took it with me, but I can put it down in the pleasure of your company. And this line is very interesting because it begins with a sort of accusation towards loneliness that it never leaves. But then Florence says, I always took it with me. And in a lot of her poetry and writing, uh, Florence brings up her self-destructive side. And she's also been very open about it in several interviews. And this line, I think, is sort of owning up to it. And um, it also stresses that at least part of it is not up to her. It's very honest and self-conscious. She says, I can put it down in the pleasure of your company. And I think this line has a significant implication. Uh, firstly, she can put it down, which implies some sort of relief. And the way she sings it is um, reminiscent of a relieved sigh. But it also reinforces that the loneliness never leaves. 
and um, that whatever demons she has to face, she will have to face on her own, which further propagates the idea of how essential it is to be able to love oneself before loving someone else. And I also love the phrase, uh, pleasure of your company, because I think we hear this sort of expression used a lot in formal settings and sort of uh, meaningless communications, but um, using words like pleasure and company in this context sort of brings back uh, their spark and removes them from abstraction. Further on it goes, no ballad will be written, it will be entirely forgotten. And there is a deep contrast hidden within this line because Florence is a poet, um, a songwriter, and she has made a career out of writing about love. Yet uh, she thinks that true happiness will pass and sort of um, will not be put down in history, no matter how actually grand it is to feel it. And it's a reality that she seems to accept and embrace and I guess the lesson here is, um, well, that we all should do the same. And if tomorrow it's all over, at least we had it for a moment. This is another notion that Florence makes peace with, um, which is the eventuality of everything, including this relationship. The ending may not be known to her, but it's coming. And the consolation is that they shared this moment of true happiness, Again, it's a very mature and grounded outlook. Oh darling, things seem so unstable, but for a moment we were able to be still. And this particular lyric hits me strongly. Uh, things seem so unstable, meaning they really could be unstable, or aren't, which in itself is an instability. Instability and loneliness and this vast and unnameable fear, they are all things which seem to fade into the background in this moment of simple yet genuine happiness. And when Florence sings, we were able to be still, I think it's a literal description of how such a moment is, uh, which is still quiet and peaceful. And it's a significant contrast with unstable too. And it had me thinking of all the ways that we physically show anxiety, like shaking our legs or fiddling. The chorus repeats again before making way to this random vocalization that makes um, the ending of the song. And it really follows this relaxed vibe of the song and in some way sounds like someone humming a tune as they do some morning chores or uh, when they're in a good mood, while birds sing outside. In several interviews, uh, Florence talks about how the album High as Hope was written during a time when she started appreciating the simplicity of everyday things after having been on tour for a long time. And I think No Choir was perfectly positioned at the end of this album because um, that's the feeling that it leaves you with. I've always been a fan of Florence and the Machine for their dramatic ballads like No Light No Light, uh, Cosmic Love and Spectrum. There are a lot of other such songs but practically all of their 
2010 record uh, which was titled uh, Between Two Lungs um, and No Choir is an entirely different kind of love song and I love that about it. Other great songs on Highest Hope include uh, June, the opening track, and Hunger, and Sky Full of Song. The band has also released a new song titled uh, Light of Love a couple of weeks ago and it's a very uplifting tune that I think would serve anyone well to listen to it in times like these. If you're in the mood to listen to something new, uh, you can find the playlist for this episode in which I have compiled uh, No Choir with uh, several other songs that are similar to it, so you can check that out. There's also uh, another playlist. I've always been in the habit of just making a playlist that contains a few songs that I currently enjoy and listen to a lot. And uh, so I've made this playlist called Giant Picks and I always share it with my friends regularly. Um, but I think it would be uh, great if some of you guys checked it out. Uh, there are all sorts of songs on there. I really have a very diverse music taste. I try to keep it uh, limited to uh, 12 tracks every time I update it. Uh, and uh, you can find the link to that as well in the uh, link in bio, which you will find in our profiles. Uh, lastly, I would like to say that I was really happy to receive feedbacks from all of the people who listened to the first episode of our podcast. And I've received a lot of helpful tips and a lot of um, great uh, recommendations for songs that we will definitely talk about in the next episodes. And again, I would love to hear any feedback that my dear listeners have and you can do that um, by uh, sending us uh, your comments or whatever on Instagram and on Twitter. I'd also like to uh, let you guys know that we are available on several podcast platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts and Anrami. And uh, yes, so that's it. And I hope everyone is staying safe during the current crisis. And I'll see you guys soon in our next episode.